Hello, everyone, and welcome to Courageous Destiny, Build a Business and Life You Love. I am your host, Kristen Crockett. I am a coach, I'm a speaker, and I'm a huge stand for people living their courageous destiny, whatever that may be, whether that's building a business and life you love, becoming an entrepreneur, and really creating a large impact in the world, or staying at home with your children and really just enjoying your life to the fullest. Today, I am so honored to have Sabrina Schottenhamel on my podcast today. I hope I got that right. Um, Sabrina is, she owns her own business, Be Touched Massage. She is a speaker and she is an introvert leader. So a while back, I got the honor of speaking at Sabrina's networking group that she's growing, um, Networking for Introverts. You can actually find that, I believe, on LinkedIn um, if you want to have some more information about that. But it was really cool because one of the things I love so much about going into the group and being part of it is this whole conversation about extroverts and introverts and the different strengths that both groups have. And I really felt like, you know, when I started to grow my courageous destiny, the more I took on my own quiet time, the more I actually went inward, it really helped me with clarity and to be able to get out there in the world in a, in a way that helped me get more listening of others and so on and so forth. So I absolutely love speaking to the group and I loved what Sabrina stood for. So I asked her to be on my podcast and here she is. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you, Kristen, for having me. I appreciate you. Of course, of course. Why don't you tell us, why don't we start out by telling us a little bit about what you think some of the superpowers of introverts are? Well, the superpowers of being an introvert are, you mentioned it already, sitting quietly in our own thoughts. And sometimes when we do that, as introverts, we can get really hard on ourselves and our, our thoughts can spiral downward. But if we are really and truly harnessing our quiet power, which is what I stand for and I speak for as an introverted leader, then we sit quietly and we journal, we think about the wonderful things that us as introverts are able to do in this world. Opposite from what extroverts do, because extroverts process the information verbally, whereas the introverts, we process information internally. We even are really good writers. We're creative in art. So by utilizing those superpowers, we can thrive in our lives. Well, I really love that. And I love that you also are a speaker, which means that you have adopted some, what we would say classically would be an extrovert <laughs> thing to do, right? But you, you do speak. And I love that about you. And what are some of the things that allowed you to be able to do that? Like what kind, well, what kind of work did you do to, that was like, I am doing this? Well, it started about 10 years ago when I had my own business of traveling massage. And it's going to be 16 years that I've had my own massage business now. And I just kept hearing a lot about public speaking and 
personal development and business development about 10 years ago. It was more like 11 years ago because it took me about a year before I actually joined any professional speaking groups. Mm-hmm. So I kept hearing about that and I I did some research on Toastmasters, public speaking, and even I met with one of my friends who encouraged me to join some professional speaking networks. And like I just mentioned, when I started researching it to the time I actually went to my first Toastmaster meeting was about a year, maybe a little bit over a year because I was so deathly afraid to speak in public and to put myself out there. And so I joined Toastmasters and I absolutely loved it. The very first time I went to a meeting, I also joined Engaging Speakers and that's how you and I met Kristen. Absolutely. Yes. So um, just developing my my skills um, as a speaker through Toastmasters, learning how to put speeches together, networking with other professional speakers just helped me to grow as a person and just learn the skills needed to speak well, to communicate well, to put myself out there and not care so much about what I think or what others think, but just by feeling confident enough that what I stand for and what I want to speak about, people are going to want to hear me speak about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you do speak a lot about unleashing that quiet power from within, Mm -hmm. you know, how is one of the, you know, it's interesting. Like I think about, I like to think of it like there's always a place within me and, and, you know, and that's part of what courageous destiny is all about. Like one of the assignments everybody gets when they start private coaching with me, you know, it's like, this is ongoing this is your very first assignment and it's your ongoing assignment from the time that we start working together for the rest of your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want you to do at least one courageous action a day in the direction of what you want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I don't think of these, you know, when it comes to building a business and a life you love, it's not necessarily jumping out of airplanes, though it could be, right? That could be something adventurous that you do want to do that you think is going to help better your life and help you get past fear. But traditionally, it's doing things like volunteering first. Like like one of the things that I used to do is whenever I would get to a networking group, I was always terrified to speak first. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you got to get your courageous action in. And I would just raise my hand. I'm like, I'll go first. And it was always interesting because a lot of people would say, oh, but if you go first, you can't hear what everybody else is doing. And I'm like, every time I would go first, I didn't care, Mm -hmm. right? It made me present and it made me really think about my intention and how I wanted, you know, what I wanted to share to the group, right? Mm -hmm. And did I sound perfect and polished? No, but was I authentic? Absolutely. And was I really grounded in my intention on wanting to help? Like, I always love to raise the vibe of the room. I'm like, wherever I go, that's like one of my big things. Because if you raise your vibe, even just a little bit, you're going to attract something great in your life. Mm. 
So that's how I started. And so it's interesting because I am, I do consider myself, you know, weighing heavier on the extrovert side, but I also do have an introvert side. I love my home. I love my dog. I love my, I love my meditations. I love going for walks by myself and just allowing myself to chill out and regenerate, you know, so there's some definite, you know, things that I do that I think help me get grounded and help me get focused. And to me, that's a, that introvert side is a big superpower and necessary. Yeah. If I have too much of my extrovert going, I can be very excitable. (laughs) (laughs) I can be very, um, I can be, I, I, I don't showcase myself quite so I don't showcase myself quite so grounded, I think is really the word. It's just not grounded. Mm -hmm. So what are some self-care and different ways that you help your clients and the people that you work with, with self-care and help them ground so that they can truly unleash that quiet power within themselves? Yes, that's a great question. Self-care is incredibly important and having a routine around self-care that's even more important so one of my topics is how to create a self-care routine that sticks and basically you are implementing self-care into your day without skipping a beat you do your activities and you sort of um, I think they all they call it habit stack you could call it that or just interweave the self-care in between appointments, in between your Zoom calls, whatever you have going on in the day, whether it's personal or at work, you need to schedule those even just one to five minutes of self-care. So you mentioned a few things that you do as your introverted side. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You take walks alone. You love your meditation. You love hanging out with your dog. Yeah. Those are all great things for introverts journaling, reading a book, sitting quietly. For me in the morning, like I mentioned with having a solid routine, mine is a solid morning routine where I get up in the morning and I hydrate, I I meditate, and then I activate. So hydrating first thing in the morning, everybody should be doing that because we sleep for between what, six and eight, maybe nine hours. Mm-hmm. And your body's not hydrated at that point. So drinking water in the morning is important, but also the meditation piece or prayer, whatever resonates best with you, that is key. And then any kind of activation, whether it's yoga or walking, biking, anything, anything to get your body moving. So that is my morning routine. But also what I, what I share in my presentations is that you can take little pieces of that throughout your day. So your mini breaks, your one to five minutes, you can hydrate. You can do a little meditation. You can even do your meditation, hydration, and activation all in one little mini break because you have your water bottle, you're going for a walk outside, and you're meditating as you're activating. Tell me about this. Okay, so tell me about... Because I'm always curious, right? Uh Because actually hydration is one of those things where I had this incredible habit where I was drinking 90 ounces or more of water every single day. And I kind of fell back on that. 
So I'm like, you know, putting that back in. Tell us the benefits of that height, because that's very specific, right? The hydration, Mm -hmm. I know will help wake up your mind, right? Because I know our body needs that. Yeah. A lot of times we're fatigued, we're actually dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through why those three things are so important? So the hydration piece, you, your body is made up of, I think it's about 90% of water. And so if you're dehydrated, you'll start to notice brain fog, um, your lips, especially those are one of the first things that start to dry out and get a little, um, cracked. Mm -hmm. So if your lips are dry, you're already dehydrated. Um, same thing with eyes. If your eyes are really dry and itchy, uh, you know, that could be allergies too, but by hydrating the body that lubricates all of the joints and all of the organs in the body. And that makes things flow better. So then when you are hydrated, you're not stagnant. So there's, like I just said, you know, your, your body's able to flow. The lymphatic system is able to flow and flush out the toxins that we're breathing in every single day. And, you know, if you're, if you work out a lot, we build up that lactic acid and you need to flush out that system. So hydration is key for the whole body, internal and external. Very Okay. And that's why we do it in the morning. We start right off on the right foot. Yes. One of the things that I used to do, and it was really funny without doing in the morning, what happens? So I get to afternoon. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. And then you start <laughs> chug-a-lugging. <laughs> yes. I actually, so the, the formula out that's out there, if you just Google how much water should the body okay. have, it's half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh a hundred pounds, you should drink 50 ounces of water. And that's minimum. If you're right. active, if you sweat a lot in the summertime, or if your body just pers- perspires a little bit more, you need to listen to your body and, and add 10, 15 ounces of water. That's minimum. Then I came up with a little bit of a, a formula that the amount of hours that you're awake, you divide that by how many ounces of water you're supposed to drink and you keep your water bottle with you. I always have a disposable yeah. water bottle when I'm out. I'm, I'm sorry, a reusable water bottle with me right now. I have my little glass of water since I'm still at home and it usually comes out to about four to six ounces per hour. So if you have that water bottle with you or a glass of water with you, if you're sipping throughout the hour, you're definitely going to get four to six ounces in. And that means you'll achieve your 50, 60, 70 ounces of water every single day. Now, you don't what have if you to chug. So here's, so I, I have to say, I have to have the courageous side of me come out here just for a minute Yeah, <laughs> and say, okay. Cause the 50 to 70 ounces, like that seems pretty doable, mm-hmm. but say you're weighing in, say half of your body ounces is over a hundred ounces a day. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Is there a side of you that also listens and goes, maybe that's a little bit too much water. I mean, is that, you know, yeah, it is possible. Some people just don't need as much water as other yeah. people. Yeah. So you have to really gauge what your body likes. If you start drinking 90 ounces of water and you're feeling very heavy and, um, almost waterlogged, 
then you yeah. know you can back off a little bit. Yeah. For me, I drink water all day long and my body likes that. I have some people in my life that I'm going to listen to and make sure they listen to this part of the podcast for sure. Yes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. now, as far as you said, you said hydration, then you said meditate, meditate, and then uh-huh. activate. So yes. tell us, and you're meditating. It sounded like you're meditating as you're walking. Was that how you do it? You can. For me in the morning, I sit and lately I've been journaling and then I do a daily prayer or a daily Bible verse or something. Um, you know, so I take about 30, 35 minutes in the morning after I get my water and then I bring my water with me wherever I am going to meditate or pray. Um, yeah, so I take my time to to do that. And then afterwards, then I can do my exercises, whether I put on YouTube, I go out walking or biking, but part of the activation and where I was saying you can meditate is if you're out in nature and you really focus on the sounds around you or the colors around you and listening and focusing on one or two things, that is part of a meditation. So that's why when I was saying you can bring that into the rest of your day in between your appointments, you can meditate and activate at the same time. Well, and I love that too, because so many, like I hear it all the time. I get so bored or I fall asleep right away when I meditate. Yeah. You know, and I always share with people, there are multiple ways to meditate. For me, what works is short meditations Mm -hmm. and then watching my breath, you know, and Um, really focusing in on my breath and an intention, you know, so I might focus in on how do I generate more love today or allowing Mm -hmm. myself to really focus in on that intention. Um, and that's one of the ways that I meditate. And then I also do the journaling, but I really love the walking. And and I know that the walking is a form of my meditation, Yeah, you know, because I get, you know, and for you, for anybody out there who is a little stuck in their life, right? Doing, creating a self-care routine like this can help you out so much to get clear, Mm. to get clear about what are my next steps? What am I supposed to be doing now at this time in my life? Who do, you know, who do I need more of in my life? What do I need more of in my life? You know, all of those are really great questions to ask when when you're doing some sort of an activation, I love that you call it activation Mm -hmm. because, you know, I have a friend of mine who does these, these exercises called activators. (laughs) I met at engaging speakers too, Tara Uh Watterson. And I love that because a lot of times we think of exercise as something that we need in order to create muscles and a physique. Mm-hmm. And we don't often think of it as food for our brain. Yeah, and that's so good. Yeah, to me, it's food for my brain. If my brain isn't getting activated, isn't getting exercises in, I'm not a whole and complete self throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I can't do as much. I'm not as in great of a mood as other times. Right. So I just think it's really critical. Do you have any guidelines for activation? 
uh, guidelines for what do you, what do you mean? Like um, how you get your heart rate up or any particular movement or just movement period, just movement period. And one, one other thing that I want to emphasize is when you have a certain routine that you're doing, like for me in the morning, um, sometimes I have 10 minutes to activate. Sometimes I have 25 minutes, but don't always think of it as I have to do 45 minutes or a long workout. Think of it as taking pieces into your day. So maybe if you have only have 10 minutes to work out in the morning and stretch, do that. And then put that the rest of the time that you would want to activate your body into your day. So like after this meeting, I, well, I'm going to give massages, but so that's kind of like an activation for me. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out the recycling. So I'm going to go down the stairs. I'm going to come back up the stairs and then I'm going to go get my car <laughs> and um, load all my equipment into my car. So like I'm moving my body on top of the work that I'm doing. But for a lot of people, they're sitting in front of a computer or at a meeting and they have to make sure that one to five minutes in between those meetings, they make an excuse to move the body, whether it's just walking around the office for a minute, grabbing a friend, going outside, doing the stairs a few times, making excuses to just take those five minutes to do something. So don't think of working out or exercise or activation as like a big, huge chunk of time. Break it down into little pieces throughout your day. So even when you come home after dinner, take a five or 10 minute walk with your spouse, your friend, your kids, whoever, whoever's around or by yourself, because then you can clear your thoughts after a, a long day of work. So that's your activation and meditation piece. And then mm -hmm. you can go home and then you can relax for the evening. You know, I really love that too, because we always tend to be very attached. I, I like to use the word in my coaching as attachment. Like I'm really attached to the way that things are going to look, mm -hmm. you know, and the more we can open up our mind to different possibilities, mm -hmm. you know, I remember when I was in corporate and when I first started in this work that I do, you know, in transformational work, I started by really taking on my weight in my house. And one of the things that I did was I would do like wall push-ups in the bathroom, like 10 of them. Like every time I went to the, so I'm drinking my water. Yep. So now I go into the bathroom <laughs> like, and like nobody, and we had a nice big, you know, a nice clean big place. And so I would just go up to the wall and do some wall, wall push-ups. Mm -hmm. And then I would, if I started feeling stressed out, I would walk around the building um, I would do things that didn't take a lot of time. And then I had, I did have like a steps monitor, which I always like having those yeah. to give me an idea of how many steps am I getting? Because that's always a way that I can keep moving, mm -hmm. you know? So there's so many different ways in a busy lifestyle that you can fit in activation throughout the day. That is know? true. You know, and my friend who does the activators, I, you know, one of the things she talks about a lot is cross body movements, oh. you know, doing things that have cross body movements can get the blood really flowing and get blood, you know, going to your brain, allowing you to absorb oxygen, wake up, 
you know, to activate. (laughs) So good. I love that. I love that. Yes. You know, and I, and I remember when I, I went into your group and I had the honor of going into your group and, you know, if you're an introvert out there, and even if you're an extrovert out there, (laughs) you know, it really helps to, I understand, like, one of the things I don't like too much in life is labels, because if I have too much of a label on me, I can also put a bunch of limits on myself unconsciously. True. You know, and so, and I'll, I might go, well, I'm an introvert, so I don't like to go out into groups of people and network. So if I have that, that decision, then that's a, that's a one way of growing my business that might not be available to me. And I love that what you've done is you've created a space for introverts <laughs> to start discussing some of these different ways that you, they, you know, you can still grow your business because, you know, I, I share this in sales a lot. You know, I do coach a lot of sales. And one of the things that I, I coach in sales is it doesn't matter how you sound it matters that you truly believe in the value of the product or service that you provide and you're able to just share that. Mm -hmm. And if you can get really clear on what that value is, which might sound really easy, but it's not always that easy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. But if you get really clear on what that value is and then shrink it down into really bite-sized chunks and memorize them. I like to call them like my, I like to call them my wow statements, you know, like this is my, my wow statement, or this is my, I also have called a ninja statement. <laughs> like I'm throwing it out. Like this is what my value is. I can memorize those things. And now if I'm an introvert, I can utilize my natural skill of <laughs> being really uh, like I've, I've met some introverts that are wonderful at numbers and structures and different ways of keeping tracks and anal and analytics, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that, you know, just having that piece get really clear on the value. And then if you go over here to the analytics side and you start, you know, well, I'm just going to take these actions and I'm just going to do them maybe they won't sound as charismatic in the beginning as an, an extrovert might, you know, that who's naturally extroverted, but people will develop that no like, and trust factor really, really quickly. So I think some of the best sales people I know are introverts. Mm -hmm. And so I love to showcase that because I think that's really important. Yeah. And you mentioned about the labels Right. And yeah, I, I've, I've had some pushback on labeling myself as an introvert, but that's why I included the introverted leader because yeah. we are introverts and that we can't really change that about us. Yes. We can shape shift in different situations to be more ambivert or extrovert, but I'm a, I'm an introvert because I'm more of a creative internal thinker mm-hmm. instead of a out, external processor. But adding the leadership portion in there, that means that I know that I can harness that quiet power, whether it's through an email or a text message instead of a verbal explanation or whatever the way that extroverts communicate, that we can harness the, the 
internally quiet power that we have and still lead with our hearts. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Well, tell me some of, I love to showcase, I always ask every guest that comes on, I've got two questions, okay? (laughs) And one is, what is, in your opinion, the most courageous thing you've ever done? The most courageous thing I ever did was go to my very first Toastmaster meeting. I mean, there was probably other, well, that was a huge one for me because I was extremely shy as a child growing up. I was held back in first grade and I gave myself that label of Mm -hmm. I am stupid. And I wore that for many years. So one of the very first, probably even before the Toastmasters thing was right after I got married, I quit my job as a massage therapist and went a hundred percent on my own. So that was like probably the first big courageous step. And then the second really scary, courageous step was joining Toastmasters, actually going to the meeting, participating, speaking in front of people that I had no idea who they were. And then something inside of me clicked and said, Sabrina, you need to do this. You need to be a speaker. So that night I joined as a Toastmaster and it's been 10 years now. Well, I love that. And and that's helped you bring you know, being, doing that one step, right, was a chain reaction that led to all kinds of other steps in your own growth. Yes. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And the helping other introverts now. And, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that you label it, right, but you're doing it in a way to what I would say, solve and give people opportunity, which I think is, is really courageous and awesome. Yes. Yeah. The opportunity is there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my second question is what is on the bucket list, right? What is the most courageous thing you want to make sure that you do? <laughs> so the most courageous thing that I'm looking to do now, because I've been speaking for 10 years and practicing and helping others to become speakers is to get on the big stage. So I want to speak at leadership conferences to Woo! hundreds or thousands of people around the world. You know, and I love that. And one of the things that I think is so fun, like when I came up with the Courageous Destiny podcast, right? It's the Courageous Destiny podcast. If you're listening and you hear that, you know, this is something courageous that Sabrina has that she wants to do, and you have connections to leadership conferences, by all means, I would love it. I would love it if somehow, some way, this connection made it to somebody like that, and you're able to be hired for a leadership conference. So, yes, please. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can tell, you know, it's um, my, um, I always like to tell people my my observations about them, you know, and really just from the the time we started talking about me speaking, you know, in your introverted, you know, into networking for introverts, Mm -hmm. you know, you are on the ball, you are right there and you are taking the steps. So I know you're going to get to wherever it is that you want to go for sure. Thank you, Kristen. 
And guys, let's help her because that's yes. fun. Yeah. Yes. I always think that the fastest way to grow your business is to help other people too. <laughs> yeah, it and that's good. It does. And that's another reason why I went into speaking so that I could serve more. As a massage therapist, I can only serve one person at a time. Right. And as I speak to crowds, I can serve many people at the same time. Absolutely. And then look at the chain reaction. Yes. Yes. Very mm-hmm. powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on my show today and for us being able to have this conversation about self-care and you know the power of introverts, which mm-hmm. I think is a huge power. Like I said, I I think that we all need to look at what we have that's out of balance in ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. if I have too much extrovert you know, and I'm not grounded and I'm going out and not doing my internal work and my planning and my self-care, right? That's going to show and that's going to be an energy that I'm spreading in the world. So if I have the awareness that I have this opportunity to build, you know, a better relationship inward with myself, and that's going to help me stay more focused and more grounded, that's a huge power, you know, and On the flip side, if I tend to really go inward quite a bit, there is a place that through courage, I can practice getting out there in the world and and forming more connections. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know when and how, but this podcast could be a way that gets you on a leadership, you know, into a leadership seminar. And that would be so cool. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yes. And if, if you were an introvert that always stayed in or inward, I don't think that you, and you were out of balance, right? Mm-hmm. I would call it like out of balance, like one way, way too heavy, then you might not have that opportunity mm-hmm. to serve and to really grow your heart. And to me, that's what this life is all about. If you want to, if you want a life that you love, open up your heart and allow yourself to get out there and and explore different opportunities, you know, and, um, do the things that light you up. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank Um, you so much. Everybody. Sabrina is on LinkedIn. She does a lot of work on LinkedIn. You can contact her there. I will have in the show notes, how you can reach out to her. Please join her networking for introverts group. You know, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, we can all get amazing power learning from each other. Mm -hmm. And I just wish you the best. I can't wait to see you on that big stage. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. You're welcome. You have an amazing day. You too. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Live courageously.